Hey, everybody. Happy Monday from the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters. It is a beautiful October day in Columbus, Ohio, and the Buckeyes are winners yet again. They're 7-0, and they beat the Iowa Hawkeyes 54-10. to Hold on, Nicole. We'll get to it. That's Travis Powell, <laughs> Bobby Carter, and Nicole Cox. Okay, go ahead. I picked 52-10, but that's okay. That was so far off. Lucky... So wrong. Oh. Really? I had, I have 49-10. I'm joking. Ooh, I like it. I was See, close to. I feel like are always on the same page. 49-10. I was once they start kicking them field goals, I knew Miles was out the window though. Nicole, how are you doing? I mean, these score predictions are uncanny. Guys, I I'm going to run out of luck. It's all luck. I go off my gut. <laughs> I did do some research on that last one just to see after that time I picked, and I don't know, Justin told me something about Toledo's wow. defense or something. I was like, oh, gosh, I didn't take that into consideration. You don't need to listen to Justin. He's never got a score prediction right in his life. <laughs> That's why he's not here this week. It is so That's fun, why he's though. not here. Well, the one predict- he got relegated. The one bold prediction that I did get correct is I said that Iowa would score the first touchdown. Oh, wow. That right. doesn't even make sense. I the knew it. You, the fact that you got I knew that. it. I knew it. You, well, you knew that that was. I knew that they would score the first touchdown because you think about it. Arkansas State, they scored the first touchdown. Toledo, they scored the first touchdown. No. All these teams, when you think Rutgers, that it should Rutgers, be. Rutgers. Exactly. All the games that you feel like, oh, we just going to come out there and just landslide this. They always score the first Tigers touchdown. we're always on the same page, and I just love it. I wow. love it because it is true. If you go on wow. super it's confident. A, it's a wake-up call. Up, we're making yeah. on, on fun, muffed punts, strip sacks, <laughs> like – Listen, stuff that never happens. The Buckeyes, as sometimes they need wake up calls. You mm. you think it's a gimme game, and then you why get don't out. you meet them on the skull <laughs> session and give it to them on the way there? Just Ty yeah. standing out there slapping down. Yeah. Bob. Oh, Bob, it's not my it's not my job anymore. You know, I, you, they have to be You're, once a Buckeye, you, always. A Buckeye. You have to what be, about the brotherhood, Tyvis? What about it? Help your teammates. Help your brothers. Listen, if they don't know what they're playing for. At this moment, then it's – I thought after last year they would need no motivation. Coach, you get a lot of DM slides, a lot of <laughs> Tinder swipes. I mean, they get, sometimes they get distracted. you got to wake them up. Get them going on a Saturday Listen, morning. They, it's a, it's a noon box. game. Don't play noon games. They Sleepwalking out there. They shouldn't be on Tinder and worried about DMs until after the season. Ooh. After the season, you could do whatever. But, but it, you don't answer the Tinder swipes in, in season? I personally did not. Okay, wow. Yeah, because you. Were, I like that. Who I does? Think it's good. It's distracting. Listen, you can. Yeah, when you gotta I'm just asking. You, listen, you gotta have a. You gotta be tunnel vision out there. You gotta. It's. You know what? Marvin Harrison Jr. is a guy to me who's like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he has his own goal. He know this. His dad then gave him the recipe to be great, and he's literally like this. He's, he's in love though with the monarch machine. That's oh a, yeah, dude. that's a great thing to be. He is out with. there all the time. It's almost, it's almost <laughs> borderline ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. He's like, oh yeah, because we film uh, a show on Tuesday in the Woody, and every single week Marvin Harrison is out there on this fifty thousand dollar passing machine. And he's like, oh yeah, I see you guys there too. Like, yeah, well, you guys, that's my kind of kid. Yep. I mean that that is the kid you want to be the first one out there. You want to be the last one out there. Just. Constantly, constantly practicing. The standard is the standard. Oh, he's a first and last out guy. The Monday after, she, you love that. You love that saying. Oh, that's your favorite. I despise it. That's I your just, favorite. I despise it. He's the standard, and so that's yeah. <laughs> that's how you get Live ten touchdowns in seven games. Yeah. Well, you know what? Talk in, about it. In a weird way, I will say, I guess that phrase works for that. The standard of just always going the extra step. 
What was the hardest working position group? Yeah. That used to be the linebacker group. They're bringing it back, though. Whoa. I like that. I it, think every individual should act that way, though. Yes. Be the one, like, don't be the guy going off the field just kind of, like, trotting. Hustle. Like, hustle off the field. Actually, Help okay. the coach clean up stuff. Like, well, I'm talking I, more for kids right now. Okay, I'm about to say. Pick up your opponents off the turf. No. Well, <laughs> no. I did. I learned stop? that's no. the difference between a mom. Yeah, I did. I did learn. Pay, listen, Nicole, there's guys who... They have water bottles and towels and stuff in the weight room. And I'm like, you're a bad person if you leave this stuff mm. out. You, There is a trash can and a bin on the way. Well, wait a um, minute. They wouldn't. Coach Mick wouldn't allow them to oh, leave. Oh, there are guys. The interns pick it up. Believe oh, me. Oh, I don't like that. I know. Well, I see, I'm not, I'm not, not with that. Yeah, I don't pick, like that. They try to pick my stuff up. I'm like, no. I am a grown man. I clean up after myself and my kids. I would never expect another grown human being to clean up well, after me. Well, it's like, it's learning to be a good human yes. in every instance of life. You can't, ex- you can't expect someone's always going to do it for you, you know? So that's so. why Marvin Harrison was out there Monday on the bye week catching balls at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving a Buckeye Leaf to him, just so you know, for the practice <laughs> yeah. side of things. What? Okay, practice. I'm giving a practice. Nicole, we didn't, we didn't even, we just celebrated your score prediction. Now you're jumping ahead. I to just love that. Buckeye. Wait a minute. I, I got to, before effort. we move on, I have to say, Let's hear it. Bob's right. The linebacker group is usually the hardest working group. And it pains me as a safety to say because we worked hard. But them linebackers, they were definitely hard working. I understand it's a safety-driven defense. Because they're they're usually the voice of the defense. You have to know literally everything. Like run game. So so for a safety, the number one thing that I'm concerned about is the pass game. As a linebacker, you got to know the run game and the pass game, like the back of your hand, and be able to play both, which is very tricky. Yeah. yeah, Because you were with a couple of – I was with Raquan, Raquan, Josh, and Darren Lee was my so three. It's amazing because Tommy kind of reminds me a lot of Raquan, like just personality wise. Never smiles. Always why so serious? I feel like, like we could get a. I a got smile a smile out of him. Smile today. Out of Raquan. Well, yes, maybe for sure you can. Now he's opened up more, but he always just walked around looking mean and like he had that big thick neck. He like looked like a drill sergeant. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you look like you're in the military all the time, Raquan. Like smile, bro, and then. Tommy, I caught him today. No way. In there getting some treatment, of course. Like, in there always early. And I'm like, did you I love least, the early. Did you at least smile when you scored? And then he smiled and said yes. I'm uh-huh. like, of course. If you get a touchdown as a defensive player, Bobby, you can't smile he did, then. He wouldn't. I tried so hard. He walked into the postgame. He had told Berm in the tunnel. Berm's like, when was the last time you scored? And I'm, I'm sure Berm can tell the story again later if he wants to. He's like, I don't think I've scored a touchdown since I was in fifth grade. So what? he shared that detail. And then he came upstairs, and I was like, Tommy, uh, you know, I heard that it's been a while since you scored, maybe since fifth grade. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? Yeah. And then I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I you bet care? you. Did you think about a dream? Like, celebrate, you know, this is a lifelong <laughs> accomplishment. Right, He's like, uh, I, I feel like I could have played better. Made some more plays. I bet you. And I said, I said, okay, here's try number three, Tyvis. And then I'll let you do it. I'm like, are you serious that you don't care that you scored a touchdown in Ohio Stadium for the Buckeyes? And he was like, uh, yeah. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now, Austin. I guarantee you if I talk to him, I get him to laugh. I hope so. I, I guarantee you. It would, t- it, take, it would take a minute. It's no, like no it can... ain't. No, it's not. I, was, I, I, like, I like the rule, but I, I like the challenge of trying to get Tommy Eichenberg to speak. But, like, I mean, if you had got a pick six and you came upstairs to that room, oh, you would have been in there for 45 minutes telling I, stories. I'd have went over my life. You know, 
I went through a lot to get to this moment. You know, first of all, I want to thank my mother, you know, for everything that she did. You know, and I knew that I would make a play like this in Ohio Stadium one day. The unfortunate thing is that I never did get a score a touchdown. That's right. Tommy Eichenberg did it. Like, it's a rare thing to happen. Bobby, you score a touchdown? At Ohio State? Yeah. No. I know. It's tough, man. He recovered a couple fumbles, had three interceptions, but never. But you guys made great plays to make the touchdown happen. AJ scored two. One, he he stole a blocked punt of mine. (laughs) Well, the difference is the year, one of them years, I think it was 2015, the whole defense was scoring. I'm talking DD score. Joey D- scored. Yeah, D lineman scored. Yeah, uh, Vine had a pick six. Oh, Joey, Eli had Joey's a scoop. Like sc- I'm like, Steve <laughs> Miller. What's Come on, yes. man. You just had to settle for the game ceiling interception. Those yeah, guys got all the glory. In I, 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 I would trade them. That's why you tried to take it back. I would exactly. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I would trade them for a pick six. Okay. I would. None of that had much or anything to do with fifty-four <laughs> to ten against Iowa. But we can put. Spotlight back on that. Nicole's going to kick it off with some Roosters Buckeye leaves. She's got a notebook full of about 25 names. <laughs> I, I've i decided I'm going to give it to Zach Harrison, which I know Tyvis loves that pick. He wanted that pick as well. He picked it last week, but he played incredible. It was yeah. the best game of his career, I feel. And he had five pressures, a strip sack, which is yep. amazing. Um, he was the highest grade of all college football players this past weekend. So for someone mm. that came in and just was so highly rated coming into Ohio State, and it's taken him a little while to truly shine, I mean, he's found it. Yeah. He looked amazing. It's yep. always been tough because the expectation was that he was going to be Joey Bosa. That's why I don't agree with that. <laughs> that's where I, I don't agree with it because – you can't you can't put the standard is the standard the standard, the standard is about the, to me it's about the process not about the production like okay. are you working and doing everything that you're supposed to be doing <laughs> I agree with not that. necessarily like because you can only be as good as you can be and everybody's got their own unique gifts I was incredibly happy for Zach because he's worked at this for a long time and like you said he the expectations were almost unrealistic for him to be there and what he was asked to do but he I'm pumped because he got a lot of crowd pump going on. And I told him, I go, listen, if you want them to cheer, ask them to. You don't get things in life you don't ask for, at least right. not good stuff. So he's I'm your, like, so you know what? You want him to wave to the crowd. Pump, I listen, you saw they it. They were doing it a lot the last couple of years. He did it. Now, maybe because they forgot because there was nobody in the stands in 2020. So. <laughs> well, there was no one there. And then those guys were all young. I'm like, listen, bro, pump the crowd. Get them loud. You saw the one they called timeout. And he gave a couple more. I'm like, people would get excited. Yeah. They liked the interaction. So super pumped. My guys, I mean, Tommy, Cody, Cody and Steele, like those are my dudes. Um, it's impossible. Tommy with strips at, or the the pick six, mm-hmm. um, you know, eight tackles. I think Cody had like six tackles, had a sack. You know, Steele threw in you know four more tackles, had to pass the fence, hurry and stuff. Like those guys are all playing really good ball, man. You couldn't. There might be one of the best linebacker groups in the country. I mean, right. I haven't sat there and like looked and compared them across a bunch of people. I know Berms on the Eichenberg best LB in the nation uh, train, which I'm not going to refute that. And like Steele Steel and Cody are playing really well too. Like they have three guys that they can put in there. And they went some three linebacker sets. Like, and that it makes me feel good. The fact that you have three dudes who are playing at a high level, all selfless, all get along really well. And uh, it's awesome to kind of see that because that was not necessarily the case for the last couple of years. Okay. Titus. So you giving it to the linebacker. All three of them. I love I cut it. it into well, thirds. Well, just like, like, they like a rooster's like a rooster's quesadilla. <laughs> well, I'm going to give it to somebody that 
deserves it. You oh. know, that doesn't get a lot of credit. Ooh. You know, comes in every week, does his job, and nobody says a thing to him. Noah Ruggles. Whoa. The Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week. Going out there, going 100% from the field. Man, kickers matter. And you know what? (laughs) You know how I feel. I feel the same way. You don't don't get the recognition and the respect that you deserve because kicking is hard. You know, you see kickers miss field goals all the time. Go to Alabama and Mm. ask their kicker, how's he doing? Mm. Hey, lost a big game. Which one? Any of the last 10 years you could ask that. Exactly. Noah, you're special. You deserve many, many Leafs. Don't let nobody shortchange you. I personally should come give you a leaf myself. Do you think what? Tyvis and I Go are like the same person? I, like, that is 100% how I feel about most, the kicker. Yeah. I think he's pandering. Those are the two most positive people, people oh, I know. I just love, like, because the kicker, the pressure, it's like they, it's, for them to choose to want to be in that position, it's just, I just give them so much credit because I can't imagine just, you're just expected to make it. Yeah. You're just yes. expected. There's, there's, no, is standard, like, there's no good <laughs> job on that. There's a, oh yeah, go do your job right this second with everyone staring at you. Right. And it's I think like, there's a slogan for that. Where do they get the affirmation, like the appreciation, the affirmation of like, oh, I'm yeah. great, you know? Like, it's like, nope, you just got to go do your job and that's we, it. We need, we can't have them on together. Because <laughs> it's, it's too much positivity. It's the truth. We need Berm on to balance them. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a dose of negativity coming from Berm. I, I mean, there's so much positive. I do like the affirmations. Urban wasn't big on the kicker affirmations. Well, Didn't you know even call them by their names. <laughs> You're a kicker. You are the kicker. Hey, kicker. You're a kicker. Hey, why don't, you need to ask Ryan about that. Where do kicker affirming? Like, uh, yeah, the kicker affirmation. How much no. affirmation do you give? Yeah, that pressure, you guys. I can't even. Even in high school, even in like down to pee wee football when they start kicking, it's just like all eyes on you, and you have Tupac. to get Tupac. this right. Yeah. You know, apocalypse now. All eyes on the kicker. Who needs an affirmation? Who does? Um, we I got one from Tyvis. I just feel for them. They have. I felt he needed his recognition. That's you know? great. Tyvis did it. Mm-hmm. That's what he's here for. Tyvis, thank you for doing that. You're so welcome. That was awesome. I'm going to give the last and only Buckeye Leaf that I've ever given. I'm afraid it's the last one to Bradley Robinson. I feel. Oh, I talked to him this morning. I feel absolutely horrible for Ohio State's long snapper. Uh, looked like a pretty fluke deal going down with the knee injury. Can he get an eighth year? That's the that's the question, right? He played more than half the year, so I don't think that medical red shirt and COVID year and all the other things that got him to year seven at Ohio State to that's right to make that decision seven. to stick around and come back. He was playing at a high level again. Like it's a special team situation. You have one opportunity to go meet the standard. He did that over and over. I thought he was the best long snapper in the country. Again, I haven't evaluated the others. I just like him as a person, and now he's not going to get a chance to finish off, uh, in all likelihood, a, a national title chase. Does he? So if they when they win, he'll have six pair of gold pants. Is that the record? I, th- well, no, I don't they think didn't you can play, didn't play the one year. Yeah, so oh, he missed. They he sure did the COVID year, and they did so not actually win last wow. year. So he had a shot at it. Uh, I know that there have been guys who have five. I don't think that anyone got to six. six. And he, um, yeah. It could have been Justin Hillier. I, think I they, tried to talk to him. He wouldn't do it. I, I think they should have awarded everybody in 2020 gold pants because they were going to win that game by 100. Um, but we didn't get to see it. So, Bradley Robinson. Great uh, guy. Been a pleasure to cover him. Hopefully he's able to get going again. He will find, I think, uh, an opportunity at the next level with his skills and uh, that long snapper ability. He He was a key part of it. Now you lose that. Uh, leadership as well for the specialist. I think that's important. The mechanics to make sure that Noah Ruggles gets 
uh, a smooth snap out there. That'll be something to keep an eye on because, as Berm attested on Saturday, the Bengals found out how quickly things can deteriorate in the opener if you don't have somebody to step up, step up and do that. So uh, Mason Arnold will be the guy there moving forward. Uh, but Buckeye Leaf uh, for Bradley Robinson for a great career with the Buckeyes. And there are mac and cheese bites on Tuesday. It is. Ooh, mac yes. and cheese bites tomorrow. Mm, $2 appetizer $2. Tuesday. Just feeding roosters. I mean, if you ever want to eat mac and cheese without a spoon or a fork mm. and not get a mess, not make a mess, mac and cheese bites, they're the way to go. They are. They're crispy. They're delicious. They're gooey on the inside. And they're Schlegel's favorite. They're Schlegel's favorite. And they're 2 bucks all day long for appetizer Tuesday. And they're the official appetizer of Buckeye Leafs this week at Roosters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have seven games down, but there are still five more opportunities. Yeah. So, Wait, seven. I'm picking week seven today. Yes. yes. So we still have five more opportunities. Scan the QR code. Go to roosterswings.com. Register for the Bu- Roosters Buckeye Bowl trip giveaway. Deluxe hotel accommodation. Mm. Two ta- pair of tickets so you get to bring a friend. Mm. Fly out there. Deluxe hotel accommodations. We've won seven, so I think we're probably... Don't have to worry about going to the Motor City Bowl. So we will be on... Out. We will be on a plane, <laughs> most likely. Uh, and you're also going to get some Roosters swag, gift bag... Yes. All kinds of things going on. So go to roosterswings.com, the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Bobby, Athletics. thank you. You uh, just do a great job with that. Possible that we'll just bring the Horseshoe Lounge to the people there. We will. Yeah, that's, that's what we're looking forward that's to. That's the intention. I'm so pumped. So, where, are the two, where are the two games this year? Uh, back to Atlanta or Phoenix in the rotation this Pahonics. year. So almost Fiesta certainly. and what? We've never Fiesta, been to Atlanta. And Peach Bowl. Peach. I don't think it will be the Peach Bowl. I think well, in, in all likelihood, yeah, if Ohio State is unbeaten, they will – elect to go to the field. And if they're not number one, then one of the SEC or Clemson, whoever, everybody else would choose. It's pretty much Bowl. a certainty if Ohio State is in the playoff, they will be going to uh, Glendale, Arizona. Which I love. Where's the it's national a, championship? Great, great place. Los Angeles. Great time of year to go. To. SoFi? Oh, SoFi. SoFi. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. LA. SoFi. Um, Ohio State at Penn State on Saturday. The score picker over here. I don't, I'm not feeling as great about this oh, one. What? What? I'm going to throw out 47-35. Whoa. Whoa. Explosive. Whoa. It seems like Penn State, they have a really, they have a decent offense. They've mm. been scoring Michigan as much begs as we to have. differ. I guess I didn't look at what that Penn State had one first down in the first half against Michigan. Really? Yeah. Well, they I mean, were they scoring a, pick, a lot more. They had a pick six. Yeah. All the you, you're the expert. I'm just, I'm just giving you another – We'll see, guys. We'll see. 47-35. Yes. Tight game on the road. What's the line on that? Well, we'll think about it. We'll come back. We'll have some more. I think it's 13 and a half, maybe. Yeah. Look at you, Nicole. She's into it now. I I really enjoy it. (laughs) By the way. Once you get a taste of success, you want more. It's just so exciting once the final score comes out. I was at that wedding. Wait, what was it? What'd you say? I said 54-10. Last No, no, no. This game. This upcoming. You didn't say 54-10. I said 52. You wouldn't have even come in today if you'd got it exactly right. Um, I said forty-seven thirty-five. Forty-seven thirty-five. Yeah. yeah, you can That's... think about it. We'll get to your predictions in the in the second half of the show, Titus. You say that now, Bobby, but I feel like my picks have been better. I, than listen, well, I may no probably question. have. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying if it is right, I don't. I won't like that. I won't like yeah. that either. It's number, a lot of anxiety. I'm planning on relaxing on Saturday afternoon. If the number two total defense in the country gives up thirty-five to James Franklin, we'll have some questions about James what happened Franklin. there. See, I do feel our defense is better than thirty-five points, yeah. but. I feel like we haven't played an offense like this yet. Mm. So yeah, talk about it. You just don't know. We don't know, but 
you've been right more often than the rest of us. Okay, so. I, I won't brag about I it. I hope you're really yeah, wrong. Sure. Yeah, we definitely won't get any texts about it on Saturday it's about so 3 o'clock. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. All right. Well, we're going to let Nicole go back about her day and get into the lab cooking up those score predictions as she gets ready for the second <laughs> half of the season. She's going to pick a, a bowl trip giveaway winner, and she'll be back next week to break down Ohio State and Penn State. We've got to have Berm come in for the second half of the show after we take a quick break in the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters, which is a fun, casual joint. All right, welcome back in to the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters. Berm's here, and he's crying. I'm so sad. Why are you crying, Berm? Because I don't like disjointed offenses. <laughs> and that's, that's all we see anymore. All we see anymore. Mm. You know they scored uh, 54 total points. I was talking about Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst college offense I've ever seen. It really is. And there's um, been some bad offenses. There's no redeeming qualities that no. possess. They didn't do anything well. Nothing. I couldn't even remember which quarterback threw what picks because they both looked the same, yeah, like it, equally as bad. Yeah, it tells you something, Bob, which is that it's probably the coaching and probably the nepotism that's the problem. I don't know. I mean, who threw the pick to Eichenberg? Was that Padilla or Petrus? Petrus. Oh, Petrus. Petrus. I mean, I'm not sure who he was even throwing it to. I didn't know who he was throwing. He looked. He threw it to Tommy. <laughs> he threw it to Tommy. Like, that was like a check down that he well, – the, how, how do you misfire on a five-yard check down? The fact that they came out. First of all, they Kirk threw a Ferentz, pick on the first Kirk play Ferentz coming out of a bye week. Decided, you can't cook up a better play than that. Kirk Ferentz decided to take the ball. We're they won the, the ball. They won. The We're going to score. And then they came out on the first play, and Peters threw right to Tanner <laughs> McAllister's stomach. Them like, be them is the hardest picks. I yeah. come straight to you because you be so shocked. Like, <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah, it's um, Tanner McAllister's picks have been too easy. All right. Because you know why? Because he's in great position. Yes. Well, he, he's the first player since Kurt Coleman, I think. Which, which is game. not true because no, I could have did it in 2019. I had two picks in my last game in the Fiesta Bowl against Notre Dame, but well, Joey had to go out with a target, so <laughs> that that kind of wiped one of them away. But did keep that. I think he record. did that on purpose that day. Why does everybody think that? Because he didn't really want to play. Didn't need but, to, but then he like did, and then he was out like three minutes. He should have just not played. I don't think Joey. I don't, just think, he did not I don't think he would do that. Here's Burham on one hand, agitated that everyone keeps making up this narrative I, for Jackson, and on the other, saying that Joey Posa purposely got him kicked. I, 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 I literally just said I don't think he did it on oh, purpose. A lot of people think that though. It's yeah. one of those one of those uh, you know things that have taken on a lot. Should have asked him. You know? Okay, wipe away your tears and give us uh, your. Mason Arnold gets one. The backup long snapper. Okay. Ready to go at a moment's notice, as always. <laughs> I gave one to Bradley Robinson. You came on the show and gave one to I know. I had to one-up you. Okay. Um, uh, I think that the Buckeye defense, in general, obviously played pretty darn well. Obviously, Zach Harrison's the guy that people want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I really liked the game that Cody Simon played uh, yeah. in, a, in a position where you don't really know week to week if you're going to be the guy that's out there because – the defense changes based on the opponent, and Cody really played well. Again, he's done it all year long. That sort of ability to step in and and be ready to go and play well and not be a liability on the field, I think, 
it's that sort of growth you really need out of the defense, and that's that's really where last year shower versus year, grower right, classic exactly. classic conundrum. You see that that right there is why I gave my buck I lead to because he did, didn't even yeah. he went special teams didn't even say nothing about the guy. No appreciation. Big Ten special teams player. You already of the week. said I'm it. Just, I wasn't gonna. Double down on Noah you, Ruggles. You double down on Zach Harrison. You double down on Cody the linebackers. Simon. Oh, did he say Cody Simon? No, he said the linebackers. He said give it to all the linebackers. Oh, well, see, I'm, I schlegled it. You schlegled it. Um, <laughs> and again, I, I mean, I think Lathan Ransom, who's now like a semifinalist for the Thorpe Award uh, as announced on Monday, like his, his star is ri- rising so fast. And it's one of those situations where you kind of hate it because now you all of a sudden have to go, damn it, now we may not have Lathan next year. Uh, and that's sort of how... The ride works, but uh, I, I guess I would probably go with Cody Simon as far as just stepping into a game that you knew was going to be physical. You knew I was going to try to do whatever they do with their tight ends. Weirdest <laughs> offensive football. Um, well, when you feature the tight end, I mean, you have to be very that, creative with that it. That tells I mean, you how low they're you're not ceiling. Just wide, they're, not, they're splitting out three tight ends wide. Like, yeah, that was listening. crazy. Yeah. What are you, you going to do to defend this? That was so crazy. It's so weird. <laughs> I see LaPorta at the X. I'm like, what in the world are they doing? It's fine if you put him out there for a matchup issue, but then you have the other tight ends also uh, lined up wide. Well, that's what teams do that, and they do that. Like, if you're really good at running the ball, Teams have to go like ultra big personnel. Then you split split them out and you do that. But they weren't good at running the ball. That was just like their third down spread look. It makes me know that Tyler Goodson for them last year was really a special player because that was the only thing they had. And, uh, and Chuck Sizzle, their, their defense continues to find ways to score. Good yeah. for them. Uh, but their secondary is pretty good. I mean, that's a good defense. I think their defense is good. I mentioned this to Bill on our morning show. Like they get away with being a little handsy, um, and I think that that's fine. But they're they're smart about the way they do it. They're not egregious. Like there was a lot of times where they were just grabbing a Mecca just enough to to slow down a route. That's that's a skill to be yeah. able to hold and not get called yeah. every DB. That's the greatest skill you could possibly you gotta, have. You got to be smooth. I try to tell those guys, you, like, you watch like, you watch the dudes in the league, like they're super it's, low. It's, it's low. Quick, yeah, it's low. Always, <laughs> always out of a break, just a little arm tug, just slow them down, not too much. Yeah, make sure you don't get the jersey. Yeah, no, the don't arm. ever pull a jersey. But mm, quick, they were good. Mm. Their front was really good, too. Yeah. If you gave... If you put Iowa's defense with Maryland's offense, you would have a top, probably top 12, top 15 Do you team. think the Big Ten should Did you actually that? watch Consol- Mar- you cons- see Maryland on Saturday? Consolidation. Well, listen, I did They won. That's all you got to do. You got to win. Oh, well. Pick sure. up that W, move on. Generally. What an impressive that, that is true. <laughs> By the way, did, we catch, did you guys know what the line is for Northwestern Iowa next week? Um, like 31. Oh, the 31 total, and a half. Oh, yeah. who? The total it's score. Total. Oh, like, lowest, oh wow. I think they said it's the lowest in NCAA history. Which I don't think that's accurate. Like 17, I mean, 14. Like, <laughs> I really think that they should just start the game with sudden death. Like, whoever scores first wins. <laughs> they do the overtime right from jump. 25-yard line routine. I think y'all wrong. If Sam Laporte is going to have a big game. Oh. You probably will against Northwestern. <laughs> that doesn't mean they'll score. 12 to 9. Northwestern set up a lot of former five-star quarterbacks on their roster. Oh, my. In Ryan Holinsky and um, – Kid from Indiana who went to Clemson and then uh, whose name is escaping me, but whatever. Two former five-star quarterbacks, Hunter, 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 Hunter Johnson. Johnson. Yep. Well, is it, didn't he go back to Clemson? No. You can do that. Oh, coach, you get like li- limitless transfers now. You whatever. It's you lawless. Want. Yeah, it's like you know, boneless wings on two Thursdays. You just get as many as you want. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Nicole. Is that not how it works. No. I, no. That's actually that not. not a, that is not a sanction. That's actually not a rooster special. Oh, might be. Might be. Might be. <laughs> Nicole is freaking out over there about Bram saying that out loud. 
But I don't know. Maybe Berm should just pay for it. People want to come kick yeah. swings. Maybe that was on Berm is what he was saying. Okay. Well, um, was it anything that alarmed you? I thought that I felt like we couldn't run the ball in the first quarter or two. What, what you think? We went over this a lot on, on the podcast daily this morning. But Come on, Snappy I, This is a different show. I don't know if this is a situation where Ohio State was intentionally just being milk toast and saying, hey, you know what? We're going to go out there. We're going to play our basic offense and – See if they can stop us. They did. Uh, but Iowa seemed to know when they were running the ball every single time. And that is a major concern for me because it has happened in the past where Ryan Day gets a little bit um, conservative and, and telegraphs what they're doing. When they're in the pistol, they're running. Everyone knows it. And, and so those are the types of things that I, I'm a little bit concerned about as you head into a team. Iowa was willing to say, we're going to stuff the box and, and let you try to beat us over the top because they do have good defensive backs. But you have to be able to get a yard when you need a yard. And multiple times, third and two, they came up short. Exactly. Like, that is a concern. Three for 13 on third down. I, I, was, I was watching it, and I'm like, this is – because, you know, I always had the theory. Even when I played, I said, this is Ohio. We at Ohio State. If we can't get two yards, then, then we don't need to be here. And the fact that they fell short, I was just – it's my favorite saying. If you, can't stand. Get a, well, if you can't get a yard, Rothman used to hate it. If you can't get a yard, you don't deserve to win. All yards are created equal. Jim Knowles said, give me a yard and I'll defend it. He knows. Everybody, listen. Yard. It's this far. Yard. What are we talking about? Go right. stop him. So let me take, go get it. Let me take Tyvis's question and expand on it a little bit, where I feel like over four quarters, that wound up being an easy, easy blowout. Yeah. 54 to 10. Now, I know... That we can look and nitpick, well, the running game, obviously. Uh, CJ with a couple throws and decisions that he wants to have back. I feel like, I'm going to speak for me personally, that when we paid that much attention to a few of the minor details that it, I said on Saturday I thought it was weird. And then I thought, well, how weird was it? They won by 44 points. <laughs> like, it, That's that the seems, funniest part. Like, that seems unfair to evaluate it that well, critically when most – like they figured it out, and you still get to make adjustments and go play a second half. What did they beat the brakes off? What did Bob say? Well, and that's what I'm going to ask. The, the like standard. What the standard is the standard. Excellent. I, I get it, but like that's over the course of a game. It was an excellent performance. Um, I don't. Like, it I, was the totality of it. Not great on third down. Not great in the red zone. I think both of those are a function of the inability to maybe run the ball. You said when they know yes. it's coming. Here's the thing. I honestly believe, and just listening to Ryan, you guys talk to him all the time. Listening to him and the messaging, like Ryan is very intentional with what how he does things. Uh, they ran it 30 times. They could have cut that in half and probably scored 77 points on those guys. But he wanted to continue to run the ball to A, either prove they can do it, or B, prove a point that they need to continue to get better. Okay. Iowa's front seven is good. Yes. And they were stunning around there moving. But, hey, we got to be able to run the ball. We're going to play good fronts. Maybe not next week. Maybe not the week after. Maybe it'll only be the final game of the season, regular season, and then in the playoffs, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But that's literally, I think, what he was doing is we're going to either get better at this or you're going to have to know that we have to get better at this. Because I think he, in the red zone, they were trying to stick with the run. It's really hard to run the ball because the safety is the type of snow. You don't have to defend the deep side of the field. You can, Correct. You can trigger. You're like yes, a, you can. You're like a glorified linebacker at that yes, point. Yes, you are. You know? <laughs> Free hitter. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm standing on the goal line. There's 10 yards behind me. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm running downhill. So it's hard. It, those lanes fill up fast. And I think he wanted to continue to try to do that. 
And then you saw in the second half, like, they could just throw it to Marvin on back shoulders. Yeah. And they could do that stuff all day. There's no one's going to stop it consistently. You stop to one, okay, we'll do it again. We'll get the second. Yeah. And I think he could have done that, but it, that that's what they did last year. Yeah. And ultimately, when you have to then run it, it's like, ah, this isn't great. They're getting some pressure. We want to try to establish our identity, and we haven't done this. So that's why he's going to continue to come out and try to run the ball every single week. I thought – First quarter-wise, I wasn't expecting it to be perfect. They're coming off a bye week. I was had a week to prepare. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to look sloppy. I didn't think CJ would be trying to throw picks like he did. To throw picks. I mean, it was – I was like, CJ, you better be glad they can't catch. But I thought as the course of the game went on, obviously it got better. But the thing that was alarming to me was like Bob said, the run game. Like it was – I always – I knew that – the, the tackles was really good. I was always concerned about the guards in the center. And I'm like, because if you want to run the ball, you got to run it down the middle. And I thought that they didn't do well. That's some of that, my personal opinion. Some of that's on the tailbacks themselves. True. Who are, that's true. Who spent a lot more time dancing on Saturday. That is true. Sometimes just go get four. Yeah, go get five. Don't worry about the home run. And that's been obviously an issue all year long, um, or at least you know with Travion Henderson, that seems to be an issue. That had not been an issue with Mayan Williams all season, but mm-hmm. on Saturday he did coming off of his own, you know, leg injury, like he did not look to be as confident as he had all year long. So all those things married together, I think, is what is the issue and my concern is the running game because you're gonna play against a team this weekend in Penn State that is much better than Iowa, um, and much more athletically weighted mm, yeah. uh, to Ohio State. Now, I would say on the back end, front end. No, certainly not. their front four is not good. But Ohio State, their linebackers, they they do a lot of different stuff with them, and their safeties are very good. Their their secondary is good. You're going to have to just win that battle, and some of that is offensive line, some of that is running back, some of that is play calling. It's all sort of in one. And all year, all year, the question, the the comments, the mantra, the motto was: We have to get third and two. If we need two yards, we need to run for two yards. Huh. And they did not do that on Saturday, and that is a concern. Well, they were four for four on four downs. Yes. Or three for three. Well, so why, that's a little bit. Why do they always make the fourth down play like the most <laughs> difficult play in the world? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the touchdown pass in the second quarter, or I'm sorry, in the third quarter to Marvin. to Marvin Harrison, like is the most difficult fourth down play you can come up with. Like, did, like, did it work? Yeah, but why does it have to be so hard? <laughs> roll. You, it's play a game action, with, roll the quarterback out to his left. And yeah. throw the ball in the window that's this big, like some things you had to work on, you know. It's it seems like you just do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, always the most difficult play imaginable. Well, yeah. at least you know they have the ability to do it. That's Not right. everybody could do that. Roll a quarterback, yeah. roll opposite of his pass, left, and, yeah. And, yeah, and throw it in a tight window and complete it. Shows how great of an athlete CJ is. Marvin's so good, it's absurd. Yeah, Bob. So there was so much angst about that first half and then obviously the running game including all that in there they once you saw the adjustments once you saw the way they played in the second half like did your the way you evaluated the totality of the game did it change or did you just feel frustrated by what you saw early on um i had to try to remember a little bit that it was a 30 point line and you won by 44 okay Uh, against the big 10 team who historically over the last 20 years has been one of the top four or five teams in the conference year in and year out. They're always really good on defense. They're always really tough and physical up front in the box. So they weren't just going to allow you to come out there and steamroll roll them. So I, 
And after talking today, like I got to go back and rewatch the game, but they did some things up front to try to to disrupt that. I, there's things that need to be worked on, and there's things that are correctable. And I, I like Justin Fry, him and Kevin Wilson. I think they'll get all that stuff corrected up front and be in to move forward. I think it's good to see that because not every game is just going to be 77. But I had to take like a reality pill at halftime. <laughs> you know, like 26 to 10. Like, oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> like, they're up by 16 points, two scores. If the score would have been, I don't know, like 17 nothing or, you know, 20, 21 3, be yeah. like, okay, I, would it be much different? Probably not. But the fact that they had the, you know, the it's cause it defensive felt, score. Yeah, it just didn't feel It, it felt good. closer than what it was at Because halftime. we couldn't score in the red zone. And yes. That, that's something that we. We were, there were 27 of 29 for touchdowns. Yeah, I know. Coming into the game. Right? Coming into the game. <laughs> and like, you cross the 30, put it on the board. Like, that's why literally. you don't want to overreact either, right? But you have to be somewhat critical of that because in the Ryan Day era, the losses have all had a very similar recipe, yeah. and, and that is one of the ingredients. So the one thing I will say, though, is a lot of those losses prior, you had to feel like you had to score that many points. I don't know if with this defense – you'll feel like you have to score that many points. No, I think there's an adjustment for, for Ryan, too, understanding that sometimes it's okay to take a field goal. Like, that's all right. You're I'm not going to give up a touchdown, right. so scoring and getting three points isn't that terrible. I just think that this was the first week in a while that the offense was going to be challenged because we knew Iowa's defense was good. We knew the defense yeah. was – it It was essentially a week off for the defense. We're just going to work on getting better and making sure that we clean things up. But the real – game, the real thing that everybody's watching is Ohio State's offense versus Iowa's defense. And I thought at the beginning, I thought Iowa did a good job of making us punt, which is something that we don't even – I don't even really know the punter's name. Say his name, I don't Titus. even know his name. Jesse Merkel. <laughs> Say his name, so what, That's my point. So when I seen the punter, I was like, whoa. Oh, we have one of those. Yeah. yeah. So I think – Cool. I think, you know, y'all, was, y'all hit it on the head. We become so – and it's Ryan Day's fault. It's your own fault. <laughs> You came in here with this great offense, scoring all of these points that we all got accustomed to it. So when we finally see you get stopped, it's like it's foreign to us. It's like hit the panic button. But over the, if you're looking at real football, then this is a real type football game. I mean, it was just a great defense. They made great plays. But it still wasn't real. They still won 54 to 10. They won by 44 <laughs> points. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. That's, I, I made that point. That's to why burn. it's ludicrous. We were driving. We were driving home. From it the doesn't stadium. feel like they won by forty-four yeah. points. We we're driving home. On the, they should have won hundred. They should have scored hundred points. And I thought. I. I feel like the appreciation for what an actual normal football game looks like has disappeared from Ohio State. Yes. Until we go against, you know, like Alabama or Tennessee you, or somebody like yeah. that, you score three touchdowns, I, you kick two field goals. I, you win the game. Like, that's the way a normal I'm not sure played. how many times in my four years we scored more than 50 points in a game. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I, no it more, might be. No more, more than a couple. It's one hand for sure. Who? I, who, who? You? When we were there. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I wanted to say, he we, we rolled. Yeah, he didn't play for Urban. <laughs> oh, we rolled. <laughs> the goal wasn't the same for, Roll. for Trestle. Uh, as it was, yeah, for but the Urban, urban the was good for this. The difference between what <laughs> the difference from Trestle to Urban is the same as the difference from Urban today. True, like the expectation. Oh, they really rose. Has it. changed. I guess my question is, and you mentioned this as sort of a, a week off for the defense against Iowa. Now you're going to play a team that is going to have a week off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you've had to face all year long. Penn State 
Sean Clifford is obviously pretty mediocre at times, bad at other times. But he doesn't lose. But he, he doesn't, doesn't really lose them games. Yeah. They have. He played against us well last year. They have weapons on the outside that can beat you down the field. They have one of the most talented running backs in the Big Ten, and Nick Singleton as a, a true freshman, and, and uh, Katron Allen, the other one that's with him, another freshman. Like this is a team that's going to have some ways to test you offensively that other teams haven't had. What is your biggest area of concern? Is it that the corners still haven't been yes. tested? Well, yes. And that's, you know, so you've obviously got Cam dealing with some stuff. Having uh, Jordan Hancock back, hopefully that'll help. It looked yeah. like Denzel's, Denzel's been playing better. No, believe me, it's not like there's wideouts or anything to write home about. I'm like, guys. The, t- the tight ends? They've got me out there. Hilarious. They no, have but- me out there playing wideout. And I'm, <laughs> I might be more athletic, even at almost 40, yeah. than some of these guys. But <laughs> I'm not. I'm not crazy worried about that. I feel like they should be good. Um, you know why you don't feel like that? Because Zach Harrison has emerged as a elite pass rusher. Elite. Why do you keep going back to the camera as if we're doing soliloquies here? <laughs> I need to because if he's watching he this, wants, I need him he to wants know. to connect with the audience. Exactly, it's like pro wrestling. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> that listen, brother, like, no roll. Listen I'm, up, Zach. You keep playing hard. We're coming for you. <laughs> you see the no, you see the pass rushing, the pressure that they're getting yes. on these quarterbacks, so you know that the ball is going to come out and they're going to be able to make. Penn play. State is like the inverse of Iowa. They're not nearly as good up front in the trenches, and they're b- much better on the perimeter. Like I feel like our D-line up front will be able to yeah, really get well, some pressure. They're going to eat on Saturday. And Penn State has tight ends that are good also. Both of their, their tight ends, Brenton Strange and uh, Theo Johnson, were offered by Ohio State. Like They've they've got guys Ohio State wants on that yes. roster. That is not the same. As, no one else they've played this year has had, aside of Notre Dame having two or three guys, no one else has they've played are – have players Ohio State would be like, yes, we will take that. Guy. A, re- a, recruitable, a recruitable player. Iowa had one, but he didn't play. Who's that? Xavier Wampa. Safety? Yeah. Yeah, Berm couldn't. Yeah. Only on special teams. He had a flock of Buckeyes going to him after the game. There was like, it was kind Get of like, hey, portal. buddy. You, Get in the portal. You ever heard of this portal thing? Like That, that was interesting. Normally you don't see like photos like that after a game unless that guy played at Ohio State previously. But uh, even play, current players who were not even being recruited in the same class as Wampa, we're going over and talking to him because he was on campus so much with Ohio State in his recruitment. That's and then not, they were like, hey, Lathan's probably leaving, yeah. and Ronnie's going to be gone. Yeah. I assure you gone. those conversations happen. <laughs> well, I they, mean, they, I, I'm interested to see Sonny Styles when they're gone. No, Sonny's so big, dude. So, yeah, he's going to be a linebacker. He's, he, and he's good. He's going to be good, man. He's a you very said, diligent player. You said that about Court Williams. You said he was going to be a well, linebacker. Court, is a, I, court should be a linebacker. <laughs> just saw Court today. So Sonny's different. Sonny's tall. Yeah, six like four. six. He's taller than me. He's he, six four. He's got a massive frame. They, he, uh, can, he can be six four, two forty, and and still, still be skinny. Man, you want to put that much weight on him? Oh, dude. He's two twenty five. Two twenty five now. now and he looks, is he? I thought he was like two two ten. Nah, he, he's no. just a very different type of athlete. De- very dense. He's a broad shoulder dude. Like I mean, he he would have been Sean Taylor twenty years ago, but now you just play those guys at linebacker because you don't need a two hundred twenty eight pound safety. You know, says who? <laughs> well, says the NFL because no one does it anymore. They just move you to linebacker. That is true. Because no one, right? Yeah, where's Isaiah no, Simmons playing? For exactly. Cardinals. Yeah, they so don't. That's the player. There's no. Yeah, you can move around and be versatile, like JOK, like all those guys. Like you don't. There's no reason to have a guy that big because no one lines up in 22 personnel and just tries to hammer you all game. So you need a box safety. To to, what you yeah, mean? They don't have box safeties anymore. They play too high with another safety down as a linebacker. Jeff Okuda basically played box safety on Sunday for the Lions and had yes. like 18 tackles or something. <laughs> Did he really have 18? He had like 15. Yeah. Wow. Didn't, didn't really work. It didn't, didn't matter. I mean, they, Jared Goff made sure of that. But, but, yeah. I mean, you look at Penn State. Defensively, I don't that. think they're as good as they've been. Yeah. 
But offensive and offensively, line's not great. But they have good skill players. And so, I mean, those guys get some space. You know, it'll be interesting to see. Michigan did a pretty good job on them. And that's, that's what I'm kind of comparing these games to. It's almost crazy. I play, I watch Ohio State play now, and I try to say, how would another team who is an elite team, how would they look at this? And that's situation? how I look at it. I, I, think there, that's the really I think that's the frustrating part for me is because, like, we're all tempted to do that, but that's not how football works. Yes, it is. You Like, you're not game planning for Michigan when you're playing Iowa. You're not game planning. No, 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 no. I know. I, we I can. I understand. They better not. Yeah, okay. All right, got you. I, I that's like, but it's just not fair to do that in my mind. Like, I want to do that and be like, well, life isn't fair. It's not apples <laughs> to apples, though. This game, is, this game is at Penn State. Penn State had to play at Michigan. It's a different world. All right, when they get to that world, what's the score going to be? What was the score of the team up north? 42-17? 41-17. 17 okay. The last five times Ohio State's played at Penn State, the average margin of victory has been six points for Ohio State. This is not a game they're going to go in and, and blow them out. I just don't see it happening. Penn State, for whatever reason, understands how to compete with Ohio State. and A big part of that is that they are just not afraid of Ohio State. They are not athletically... Um, you know, jealous of Ohio State. They're not looking at him going, oh, these guys are so much better than us. That's not how they operate. I don't know. James Franklin did say they're, try- he said they're trying to get to an elite program they're like Ohio State. Not, not an elite <laughs> program. No, and, and that's – And they aren't. That was, what, 2018 when he said that. They're yeah. still not there. Um, but you know they're going to come ready. I'm I'm grateful this isn't a night game. Yeah. Uh, that changes the yes. calculus quite a bit. Uh, 35-24, that's pretty close to what I got. say 42-17. The night game would have tightened that up probably by... You know, I think we have a game in the fourth quarter. That's, that's all I'm saying. 38-17. I think the fact that it's the whiteout was the neutralizer, that it's just so hard to play in it, that that's what helped Penn State keep some of those games in Happy Valley close. I don't think, especially in the trenches, that Penn State can match up with Ohio State. Uh, I think that this will be a Go big. Lot. Go big, Austin. It's going to be 45-13. to 13. State. I like that you're all over the defense, man. The fact that none of those... Well, that used to be the thing for me. Yeah. Like, how much do I have to build in for them? I don't have to do that anymore. And especially Sean Clifford against this pass rush. I, I, the offense I'm line willing Penn to State almost is not great. bet that Penn State returns a kick for a touchdown this week. Oh, I'd take that. You've been making that bet for three weeks in a row. I Look at the... Ohio, got State, hand out, Ohio right? State's giving up five... Okay, ten bucks. <laughs> Y'all see it. Ten five, bucks. Five Gambling's not legal in Ohio until January. Five kickoffs. Of, <laughs> five, five 30-yard returns have happened against Ohio State this season. Penn State, with a guy like Nick Singleton back there, will take that to the house. He will not get caught. That really what, it up. I don't know what reality you're living in. Just but this is the, the film, bud. when the when it's a big game. When you kick off that much, man, yeah. you're gonna give up. <laughs> it's just I I think that's how Penn State gets on the board at some point in this game. Ohio State jumps out big early. Penn State has no answer, but they make it respectable trying to end at. The I end think of the Ohio game. State's helped by the fact that obviously Ryan Day knows what Mike Yurcich wants to do with their offense and is pretty aware of it. We've seen. Sean I Clifford. forgot Mike Yurcic is there. We've NASCAR pl- Mike. We've watched Sean Clifford <laughs> play quarterback there for the last eight years since uh, Christian Hackenberg left. So <laughs> you know what you're going to get there. Man, has he been there that long? Uh, it's been a while. Feel like six. Has he started every year though? Uh, yeah, they chose him over to Will Levis, and they chose him over Will Levis. Yeah, that's what <laughs> may have been a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. Wow. <laughs> they actually put Will Levis out there to make one of those games against well, Ohio Will State. Will Levis came back. Game. That's what I'm saying. He came back against Ohio State yeah. when he got in. Did some running around and made some plays. And, and now he's 
slate slotted to be a first round pick. Jimmy Franks doing what he does, mm. guaranteed seventy six million dollars for some reason. Hey, you know what? He's not Good even, job if you can get it. He's not even the, close to the worst investment that was made in college football because you know why Penn State's above five hundred and they at least have beat Michigan Auburn. State is who you talking about? No, I'm talking about uh, Jimbo oh. Fisher who has no oh, offset yeah. language. <laughs> they're three, they're three and four, and he's been there for what five years? With the most expensive roster, in the most expensive football. roster in three top four top ten recruiting classes. Well, he How got, are you possibly wait, wait, wait. that bad? He has the the number one recruiting class. Ever, right? Yeah. Highest recruiting class ever like, in the history but people of recruiting. Go, Those guys were freshmen. I'm like, I get that. But you still have stacked four top ten classes in a row, and you're losing to South Carolina? I understand saying those guys Those freshmen. freshmen should be good enough but, to beat South Carolina. What are you going to do, fire But there's seven of those guys are five-star defensive linemen from last year. If, if five-star defensive linemen have to come in and play, yeah, like, that's the way it works. So if they're not good enough to get it there and play and make impacts, then something went wrong. Or what are you doing? Your development process is atrocious. They're, they're not. You're, you're born on third and stealing second. <laughs> you're going the wrong way. Oh, here we go. Don't that's a don't don't use that phrase. <laughs> oh, it was intentionally used. Believe me, won't be the last time either. That's uh. I can't wait. We need to bring it for that's, Thanksgiving week. We need to get a little baseball diamond. Born up here. on third. Just put it right here. We'll Some see. people think they born on third and hit a home run or something yeah. like that. I. I bet that. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Quinn, Quinn Temple puts like a a diamond out there on the Woody practice field. Hit a triple, Tyus. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't get born on third and hit a home run. You know what I mean? Stripped <laughs> and fell and just stayed there. Yeah. When, when the I'm metaphors, get, I'm good. When these metaphors get mixed, you know it's time to wrap up uh, a show in the Horseshoe Lounge for the podcast. I can't mix a metaphor, but I can mix a drink, Austin. Well, that's important. That's one of your best skills. Uh, Life skill. You know and. As long as you're available to make them, that's your best uh, trade as well. Most important ability, availability. Availability of drinks to mix up. Drinkability, I think. Yeah. You can get those at Roosters all week, anytime you want them. Come in. They're delicious. Make sure that you uh, wash down those mac and cheese bites. If mm. it leaves any uh, for you, Appetizer Tuesday, $2. Register for the Roosters Bowl Trip Giveaway. That's Tyvis Powell, Bobby Carpenter. Firm, thanks to Nicole Cox for having us in as always. This was a fun, casual chat at a fun, casual joint. We will see you next week. Enjoy Ohio State and Penn State on Saturday.